Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Is off track with Hinch and Rossi. All right. Welcome to our special Tuesday episode. Alex, you look thrilled to be here. No, Tim, you want a <laughs> you want a freaking two minute intro, bro. So well, that's because like, you you know you let Tony go. Okay. Well, it's just uh it's just Alex and I today without Hinch. Uh he's dealing with something with his dog. He had to he had to go take him to the vet. Um, so we brought on Kanan. We we don't have a lot of two, we don't have a lot of people come back. Don't keep giving me that look. You 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 can you can talk. You can use words too. Yeah, no, uh, no. Like he's a great guy, and and he's a he's going to be a really good interview, and I'm really excited for people to to hear what he has to say. Carry on, Tim. You son of a. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really easy. It's really easy. Yeah, just no. Just this is a lot of damp, fun. Yeah, damp as yeah. he says. I'm really glad that we we're just doing this with you and I, and not James and I. You yeah, know? no. This honestly, is, quite honestly, like I think, I think most of these interviews should just be you and James. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we do need to start like revisiting guests that we used to have because this is the second time it came up because Tony did bring up. Yeah, you know, we've been doing this for what, like five or six years now. We've had him on once. Hunter Ray brought on that. We've only had him on once. Do we need to just start going through our people again? I mean, except Connor. We've no, had him on like 50 I times. I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I mean, we get we get old Nicole Arbor back. See what that what we can <laughs> I, you know, we lost there. that one. Um, um who no, else do we have? We should ask uh, we should ask our listeners who would you like us to talk to? Well, I think I think you put out a very interesting question about what people wanted these bonus episodes to be. I personally think they should just be me and Tim bitching each other. I'm fine um, with that. But like but like no one responded. So either no one actually <laughs> listens or no one has Twitter, which I know that's not the case. So if you got- if you people not people, people. If you people have an opinion on what we should be talking about for these bonus episodes, please let us know. Um, we, got, we got a few. We got a few suggestions. I mean, we, we had, got we got two from one person, so that doesn't. Yeah, oh, we got a couple though. Somebody wanted some uh, Dancing with the Stars commentary. Um, which circuits favorite drivers from any series by decade? We got a couple. We got some. Yeah, but that's not. I'm not going to talk about that. Anyways, anyways, guys. Um, here is a episode, a special, special episode, um, not featuring James, but, uh, featuring this beautiful introduction led by Tim Durham and a fantastic interview from my now boss, Tony Kanaan. And well, by the way, a two-parter with, with Tony Kanaan. Mm. 
And on that note, uh, we'll welcome remotely to the studio. I guess we're all remote, but the uh, studio to to make this sound more professional. Uh, Tony Kanan, um, who is, <laughs> I think his reputation precedes himself, um, especially to our listener base. And the reason that I say that is because, you know, through the month of May, um, especially, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be a returning winner there. Um, you feel like you're kind of a big deal, right? And then you do any event with Tony or you do driver introductions with Tony or you do anything next to Tony and you are all of a sudden back to being the smallest person in the world, um, which I think between between you and Elio, it is always kind of a bet between the other 31 drivers that we all have, like who's going to get a bigger cheer um, when you guys go out for the Indy 500. So um I think that you, because this was your last year of doing the 500. Uh, allegedly. 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 Definitely beat uh, Elio this year. But why don't we jump right into that, Tony, and talk us through, um, obviously, you know what it meant for you uh, last year in the 500 to be your last one. And then also, you know, how your appreciation for the race kind of grew throughout throughout your time in IndyCar. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. That's actually how how long this show's been going on? Three years? Six. Six. You've been on you've been on before, actually. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Once. So we don't have a lot of repeat guests. I had to retire to be on the show, or I don't know, maybe Alex is trying to suck it up to me because now I work (laughs) in a team. But anyway, back to the question. Uh man, I, I honestly I think um the story, if you think about when I tell my story, it, it is involved the Indy 500 since I was a little kid. It wasn't something that, you know, some people grow up and learn about the 500 and, and wanted it to be part of it. Some people had different dreams of going to Formula One like you did. And then, but you being American, you knew more anyway. But I, my dad and I watched this thing since I was six years old. And my dad, the day before he passed, he asked me two questions that he told me that he wanted me to, for me to continue doing it in my life if he wasn't around. And one of them was to take care of my mom and my sister. But the other one was to win the 8500 for him one day. So I think that alone sets the tone for what people think that what this race meant to me but then i mean if you look all the years that i tried and tried you know it was 12 tries before i won but it wasn't just like 12 tries right i had finished second third fourth fifth sixth few dnfs leading the race more than halfway rains they stopped for the rain i should should have been the winner because they were not going to restart and they restart the race because they're trying to go full distance. It's five more laps and rains again. And I lost the lead. Well, there are so many. We could talk about it the entire show. But the, and, and one thing that people told me that I, I, I did not come up to that conclusion. I don't think this place ever owed me anything. But the way I took it all these years, I think also made people understand that it meant a lot. But I, was, I understood that maybe it was not going to happen to me and i was always thankful for it so that's that's a good that's a good point like did you ever feel like man this this race 
it's just, it's, it's never going to choose me. Like, did you ever question that? Oh, all the time. Every, every time, every year that didn't go right. Especially after I left Andretti that actually, see, there's so many things that happen because of the 500. I get fired from Andretti in November, had no job. And the only reason that I went out, put myself out there to find sponsors, to fight, it was because I had not won the 500 yet. So maybe that was a good thing because... So you think, think about you it, think if you had won the 500, you would have been less interested to, to go I and... Probably would have, I would have worked so done. hard. Yeah. No, I would probably been done because I... Think about this. I had won a championship and I had won a 500, let's pretend and you get fired from one of the top teams in November, why are you going to go through the hassle to race for a team that never had won a race, it was really small, had no budget? What was the purpose? I needed a purpose, right? And the purpose mm-hmm. was, I still got to win the 500. doesn't matter what team, we're going to make it work. I think I wouldn't, probably wouldn't have continued. And I mean, look at what happened, right? Two, two years later, we did. And <laughs> 10 years later, I retired. So it was really... There's you so don't many think, things. You don't think the goalpost would have moved? I mean, you're a, you're a competitive guy. So if it's, you'd won the 500, you don't think it'd be like, well, now I need to win it twice. Tim, it's hard to tell, right? But I think yeah. like talking about right now, the motivation at the time, probably I was going to have to find another motivation. And I would. People that know me think that, you know, I'll never stop anyway. But yeah, I mean, thinking about it, maybe maybe not. So then after, after you win the 500, you, you're your motivation must have been renewed, right? Because mm-hmm. then here we are 10, well, 12 years later, right? And you're just now kind of doing your last race. Obviously some of that was delayed with COVID right. and everything, but you returned back to Ganassi. You got right. back into a top team. So like for you then, once you had the 500, once you had won a championship, now were you doing it kind of just because this was your life and this is what you knew or what was your... What was your incentive at that point? Just well, your the incentive competitor? was, you know, I went from a really top team. We won a championship. We dominated the years that we did. So a very small team that we struggled, struggled, and but we managed to win the biggest race. Now I'm back up to the top four, right? So that was, the, I mean, now I can win another championship and I can win another 500. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're all race car drivers. You know the feeling. It, it, even if you say... You come up this year and say, you know, next year is my last year. And then any of those four teams will give you a three-year deal. I'm pretty sure you were not going to retire. So, so so, is that kind of what happened with you? So so walk everyone through, you know, your your decision. I think it was at the end of 19 to 20 was going right. to be your last year. Right. And uh, so something, yes, COVID obviously happened, but then you kept racing for two years. Well... Here's the thing. I, I, let's be frank here, and I, I know you well enough that on your show you will love that we're direct. Yes. I mean, I was, I wasn't performing as well as I thought I needed it to be for a top team. Um, I think time went by, things changed, the cars changed, the tires changed. It wasn't. I could still manage my way in the ovals, but I think I was letting the team down and the road courses and, and the light was there, right? People are like, mm. so before somebody actually retired me, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. I think it's time. 
and and then COVID hit, and and it was really I was fine. I was ready to retire after that 500, because remember then it became oh, because I also don't agree 100 percent with the critics. Let's call, but it became like oh, you're only good in the oval, so we'll keep you for the ovals and we'll put somebody else right. in the world courses, which is I'm like mm, partial schedule. Not a bad thing. I can go do the V8 supercars in Brazil. Can do other things. Actually, fine. I'm good. And 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 then COVID hit. I was fine. We did the farewell and everything else. And then, man, five days after that race, which was not in May, was in August. I had to do a uh, a speech for NTT through the internet for 400 people, basically. Yep. And we're joking around and joking around. And at the end. Uh, we open for questions and somebody says, is this is your last one? I said, well, maybe, maybe not. If the phone rings, <laughs> I, might, I might not. And I hung up that call. That was the last question. Ten minutes after that, the CEO of NTT texted me and said, are you serious about that? <laughs> My reply was, are you serious about that? And then, and that's how I started it. And then, but even then, it was a long shot. And then Jimmy decides, look, look how, I mean, how crazy this world is. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Johnson decides he's coming to IndyCar, but he's not doing ovals, which doesn't make any sense to me. And obviously, two big names. We get together. We found the budget to race for Ganassi again. Then, I mean, I couldn't. Basically, it was opportunities that I couldn't pass, mm -hmm. you know. And that's so how, basically, it all evolved. And then last year... I almost won the thing, and then Zach called, <laughs> and then I finally <laughs> said, "I finally said, all right, this is the last one." And I think, you know, obviously I'm still the reserve driver. If something happens to Larson because if it rains or something, they might say that I might need to jump in the car. But I, I especially with my job now, Alex, you know well enough. I, I don't think it's. I think so. It's so, you, so you're sure that your incentive for coming on this show is hopefully not getting a listener to give you a call <laughs> yes. to be like, so we know yeah. Roger's an yeah. avid listener. All right, right. Not uh, listen to me. <laughs> I, I, I work for the team now, and yes. I don't think Zach will let me go anywhere unless Zach's put puts another car, which I know it's not happening right now. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, then, so let's talk about that. So 2023, your final Indy 500. But prior to the month of May, you know, you were at the track. You were wearing papaya. You were an ambassador representative for the team. Obviously, your history with NTT um, was a part of that. And, and them obviously joining the team and, and you kind of being the, for lack of a better word, middleman there. And then kind of understanding how the team works watching everything, kind of having an oversight, being a driver Mm -hmm. for the month of May, and then kind of slowly transitioning back into your previous role, but with a little bit more of, you know, you had more understanding of the people and the dynamics and and the the good parts and the bad parts. Was it ever a plan? So for for the listeners that don't know, last week, um, Tony was announced as a sporting director of Errol McLaren. Was Was this something that you were aiming to do did you think this was going to happen like how did how did that all come to be it's funny because the most question i got throughout this last year and this year was what's going to happen next because people want to know they think we all have a plan all the time i mean as a race car driver you know the plan is to win the championship and the 500 every year and that's the way i lived my life for 26 years so came to the team you know me well enough, obviously, for the listeners that don't. Um, I, I'm i either all or nothing, right? I'm either your best friend or I will never speak to you. And, and I'm being like that in my entire life with everything I did. Is that why we haven't talked in four years? <laughs> yes, Tim, exactly. <laughs> and that's why we're not. I'm not talking to you right now. I'm yes, talking to yes. Alex. Good, good. Keep him as um, place. <laughs> but so it started at like, you know, Let's go through the 500, but also NTT was like, hey, why don't you come to the races, help with the clients, and mm-hmm. which is obviously a big part of it. I said, sure. And then I started coming to the races, hang with you guys, stay in the timing stand because I wanted to keep it busy. And you know me, all of a sudden I'm talking to you. I'm talking and I see people and then I start. Obviously, the team gave me the freedom as well, Zach, Gavin. And that thing just naturally involved to a dinner conversation with Zach that I'm like, I actually brought it up. I said, because if you remember, right, when they announced me, I was going to be a special advisor. Which, honestly, I prefer that title. Me too. Yeah. yeah. But I guess a very special guy. Yeah, It could be special, special. But um, a lot of people in the team didn't understand. Like what your role was, like what you were doing. Yeah, and they're like, what is this guy doing? Is he Zach's friend or the sponsor's friend? And so I made sure that people will know I was part of the team and I was adding to the team. And it went from me saying, guys, do you look at the NTT sticker is different than Alex's car than Felix's car through, I don't know, should we put a a LED lights underneath the, the setup pad? or taking the trash, you know me, Alex. So basically, and I think I gained a lot of respect there. And then I start poking my fingers saying, hey guys, how about we do this? Not telling people what to do, but just really try to make us better. Just adding insight. 
from from a from a bird's eye view. Yes, correct. And then we we're, we're a transition, as you know. We went from, you know, Errol Schmidt Peterson to Air McLaren, and this year was the biggest transition. And it was everybody. Nobody really had. Everybody had a role, but everybody did everything. Right. Right. And so, and that that evolved to that. And and and, and then I told Zach, I said, hey, man, you know what I. Really like what I what I'm doing, and I would love to stay here because my contract was just until the end of this year. Yep. And he's like, "Well," and then typical Zach, he he answers you with a question. Well, what do you think you can do? And I I said, "Let me get back to you." And I was I flew back. Uh, I don't remember where we were, but I was with him, and I flew back, and I made a list, but the list was really long, and I was like, "Man, I can't send him this because." Pretty much, it's a little bit of everything, and I think you can attest to that. I it's not. I don't have one thing, you know. It's yep. it's, and I send him the entire list, and he's like, "Wow, you think you can do all of it?" I said, "Well, not tomorrow, I'm not, but I'm I'm not telling you what I I said. I this is I think what I, what I'm, good at what I can see, and and pretty much he didn't take anything out of it, and I probably should have made that list a little shorter, but mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Or your salary a little bigger, either well, or. Right, well, but yeah. that that I knew that was not going to happen. So, uh, so but that's how that's how it that's how. It, and then I I'm loving it. I'm I'm very busy. Sorry, Tim, to interrupt you, but they, no, you're, they're you're not. You're the guest. So, you know. And anyway, yeah, that, that's that's how, you know, that's how that's I'm, how it I'm came here. to be. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to part one of our interview with uh, Tony Kanan. Stick around next week for part two. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Finn. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.